Well, I do have a couple new Supremos to welcome. Oh, yay. Desiree and Andrew. Wow. Welcome. They're welcome. a couple. Desiree and so Andrew, welcome. If y'all want to uh, send us separate surprise shot requests, that is totally cool. Um, you can message us either on Discord or uh, Patreon is easier. Uh, I don't get as many messages on there, so easier for me to, to watch. Did we already do a shot for Daniel? I think we did. I think we did. I think we did. All right. So then this one. Sorry, sorry, Daniel. If we didn't, um, we'll get you next time. This one is for Shane Shane, a.k.a. Austin. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Cheers. Cheers. Suck it down. That was way smoother than I thought it was going to be. Dude. Does that have any alcohol in it? Yeah, it was those. That was pineapple pineapple moonshine. moonshine. No. That's not fucking moonshine. It's the moonshine soaked pineapple, so the pineapples are more potent. Yeah, and that's right. why I made a pineapple drink because there was. Let me see it. There ended up being like no pineapple, you know, no liquor to cover the pineapples, and it was going to make the pineapples go bad. So I had to make a pineapple drink, and the pineapple drink that we are drinking is Hi, Austin. <laughs> if, is if the moonshine bottle says the word moonshine on it, it's not moonshine. We know it's not bathtub moonshine. It we doesn't get it. smell like rat poison. Understood. This is delicious, though. So this is pineapple juice. Can we eat these? Yes. That's what I put in yeah. the drink, too. Oh, we're going to get fucking banged if we eat these. <laughs> here. That's why I grabbed grab the fork. Eat them, Jen. They're in this I drink, too. In here. How many will you eat? I don't know. I have to. I, I put have like to, 10 in here. I have to chaperone a, a student vent later. I can't. I know, right? <laughs> Courtney, have your husband and John meet because I do. I think they will get along swimmingly as well. Swimmingly. So, He's in y'all are in like Columbia, right? Oh, she's in Columbia. Around there, roundabouts, somewhere in South Carolina, or is it Florence? What's your husband's name? John Perry. Awkward sister wife. Uh, okay, so this was pineapple juice. Uh huh. Uh, also, you put something in it? Not the shot, the drink. Oh, I made you a cocktail. The cocktail is pineapple juice. Uh huh. Diet Sprite. Ooh, okay. Uh, Malibu. Malibu. Regular rum, and then the moonshine soaked pineapples. All right, tonight we're going to November 20th, 2006, and I don't know if anyone's heard this story. It's a crazy story. I wanted to do something a little light. I will tell you that I did a lot of research this week on a certain mobster, and I'm going to do his story, but I read his memoir, and after I read it, I found out it may be fake (laughs) (laughs) because the guy died. 40 years before he wrote it. Yeah, that's, that's calling into question some consistency issues. So I was a little upset this week. I'm not going to lie. But I'm still going to present it as fact, even because we don't actually know, because he says he's the real mafia guy. And that sounds like something a fake cut writer autobiographer would say, though, don't you think? I, I don't. I don't. I honestly don't know. They look. They look pretty similar. Wait, are we doing that now or no. later this week? I'm going to. Well, so I'm. I what I had to do is actually read a real biography on him, and I'm going to compare notes, and and we're going to. Oh, interesting. You can do a real, you know, dissection of whether it's real or. He says he's the real guy, the real legit guy. So tonight, I just picked another random story, which I don't think anyone's heard before. We're going to go here. All right. Cool. The highway. Yeah, exactly. No. Is that a um. Like a water sanitation plant? Uh, no, but good, good uh, call. So this is where is this at, Jen? All right, so South Africa. I right, just kidding. uh, that's the Great Lakes, mm-hmm. uh, Michigan. All right, let me let me turn the Nova world Scotia. around. Nova Scotia. No, 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 babe. This is <laughs> this is the United States. The world's turned around. We're going to Atlantic City tonight. Oh, New Jersey. Oh yeah. See, here's the uh, what? Why? Why do this go- is. I don't know why. No, I, I thought we were going like oh, around. Go. There okay. it is. Ah, I don't know why they Alrighty. start me like that, man. Why do they start it like that? I don't know. Like they should always start with America front and center. I mean, it's like the most important, uh, <laughs> important one. <laughs> yes. I mean, is it? Have you ever thought about that before? I took a, a class my senior year of college. I was a poli sci major. Were you in Russia was- at this point? No, my Russian politics course was sophomore year. It was oh. awesome. Um, but it was called uh, uh, global. Oh, is it globalization from a non-Western lens? And like the first class talked about how, like, have you ever thought about how we're the Eastern and Western hemisphere? Like, what point of view is that from? Oh yeah, 
you know? Well, yeah. So if aliens center land... where we view ourselves to be like the center of the fucking world, <laughs> we are, though, kind of. But that's the whole point. Hey, it's, it's positive thinking, man. If you think it, <laughs> it'd, it'd come to fruition. Well, well, no, think about it. Like in Europe, where do their what do their maps look like? I mean, it, not, not maps. Wait, I know the maps look I the can, same. I can no, answer no, no, that. No, 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 no. No, but I mean, like, do they when they're pulled down their pull down maps, do they show Europe? I can answer yes. that. I can answer that. Who gives a shit? Ah, because America is the only one that matters. So spoken like a true American. <laughs> Congratulations. No, they always say, all right. So if if aliens were to land, where would they land? Obviously, in front of the White House. Like aliens would fucking know. Uh, they know where the power <laughs> is, man. They know. But all they the know movies. who the boss is. But but the but the aliens have some sort of contract with the government. So obviously, they're going to come mm, to America. True. With true. The, the government, as in the United States government, because there's other governments out there. But I meant our government. <laughs> like the gray, you know, the I gray know. people but and the, the reptilians. That, but the fact that you said the government as if there was only one world government and that's the United States <laughs> government is the problem. No, because, no, it's, no, that's not because you said that they were going to land in America. So therefore, the subject of that sentence is America. Hey, I just got to say, <laughs> English props lessons. that we went all the way here just from the map being turned upside down. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Gotta love it. We're in Atlantic City right here. This is the exact spot we're going to tonight. The Trump Casino. This is... Uh, I've never been to Atlant- Atlantic City. Me neither. If you wanted to buy some serious meth, you would Probably go... go here. Yeah, because this is nothing but seedy hotels and good times. But this is Atlantic City? This... No, so this Atlant- looks like a an, like a torn down building or something. It was probably the Trump it Casino. Is. No, a Trump Casino uh, is east this way. Oh, this he, is he Atlantic City. <laughs> no, the Trump uh, the Trump uh, plazas over here. Okay, so this is like going. It's yeah. like the uh, it's the outskirts. So yeah. Atlanta City is over here. Has anyone been to Atlantic City mm-hmm. or bought drugs there or something? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess it's known for its for its uh, wild parties, gambling, GTL. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's the shore. That's different. Or is, is it around it? the same area? I would assume. I, I don't. It know. is around the same area. Yeah, Joyzy. Yeah, <laughs> we're actually going to this spot right here. If you see on this map, and I'll put this on talkmar.com, what do you think this was? This is torn down now. A hotel casino. Not a casino. Just a really shady hotel. I'll show you okay. it to you right now. So that was torn mm, down. It's like a motel. motel. Yeah, it's a motel. Holiday motel. Inn. <laughs> so that motel right there is, that motel is no longer there. It was torn down. And like I said, tonight we're going to November 20th, 2006. There was a 911 call that came in to the Egg Harbor Township Police Dispatch. That is the city that uh, oversees a lot of this case. Mm. And this 911 call was a female and she said the following. Me and my friend were taking a walk on the path by the railroad tracks. There's a dead woman down there. Oh. So like I said, this 2006, this, the exact location is 8030 East Black Horse Pike. Two friends walking along the dirt road behind the Golden Key Motel, which was torn down in 2015, which you see on the Google Earth. It's torn down now. And this is around 3 p.m. They're walking around that drainage ditch. So one more quick time. Mm-hmm. This, this is the hotel right here. They are on this path. There's a little trail right here. And what you see here is a drainage ditch. Mm. This is where all the doo-doo goes. So, I mean, it's true. Isn't that where the flooding overflow is? Yeah, that too. But it's also, (laughs) you know, sewage. Great. So, in fact, Hurricane Sandy, when Hurricane Sandy came, it tore down a lot of the uh, the motels, including, well, not this one, but this one was torn down later. But that, it, was, oh, that was 2013, Hurricane Sandy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, I would imagine that that's the reason why this hotel closed down ah, in 2013. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Can I just say real quick that the the quote about finding the woman, the body, has the same, had the same energy as the TikTok that I posted this morning on in the Discord. Did you guys watch that? No. Have they I banned didn't. have they banned that yet? No. Apparently not. Still still around. Still hanging. I, I'm not in the camp of banning it anymore. You know, if people want their brains to fry, then that's their own thing. What about security? Security. I mean, you know, whatever, dude. Fuck it. <laughs> Two girls were taking a walk and they see a body in that drainage ditch. Now that drainage ditch, as I'll mention a couple times here. That drainage ditch and the woman that was found in it, she was, quote, lying face down in runoff water filled with fecal matter and chemical waste. That's what uh, 
That's from Fox News. Now, keep in mind, not only is it drainage fecal matter, it's also everything that, you know, the the hurricanes and storms kind of blow up in there, right? To kill someone and throw them in a drainage ditch is kind of a big disrespect. Yeah. Disrespect, but it's kind of like you're lower than trash. You you're you belong in the feces water. I know we were talking about, you know, the mob earlier or a gangster. It's a, it's a mob hit. No, I'm not doing that mob stuff. I know, She's but it asking. made me think of that. I don't you know. know. Sanitation, New Jersey. You're automatically thinking that we have a killer in custody. I'm not thinking that. All right. I'm just wondering if it was a mob hit. I think it may have to do with gambling debts. Ooh. Two friends were walking along the dirt road behind the Golden Key Motel, 3 p.m., and they made that number one call. Egg Harbor Township Police Sergeant Charles Super, super name. Super and, Trooper. And patrolman John DeFazio responded. Now, William M. Phelps, I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's a huge true crime author. We've done a lot of his books. Anyway, I didn't know this at the time. I didn't know this at all, but we've done a lot of his books, but I didn't know this, that his sister-in-law was actually murdered by a serial killer. Oh. An uncalled serial killer. But anyway, if you see any of his books, they're really well written. And anyway, this book we're reading tonight is actually written by two of the, the biggest true crime writers out there, Greg Olson and William M. Phelps. So... Pretty cool. And you'll be reading from that book. I'm going to tell you what that book is here in a second. But um, anyway, the true crime author, William M. Phelps, who grew up in this area, says about this case, says about this case, quote, if you are not from the area, you you don't know it's there. He's talking about the drainage ditch. Mm. It's a a great place to, to dump bodies. You know, you saw that little trail that goes down. And just looking at the Google Earth. Uh, one more time, like how many people are going to be over here? I mean, this is like an industrial park. This is where the woman's body was found in like right here in this drainage ditch. Yeah, it's like the road on the way to go to Atlantic City. Yeah, exactly. But there ain't nothing else really there. Yeah, exactly. So hmm. if you're out here and you probably most likely are doing something you're not supposed to, because even I mean, the hotels over here are very low end CD hotels. Most of them are torn down. Motels. Motels. What's the difference? Um, Hotel, motel. A a modal is different than a hotel because the modal, you have the doors on the outside and the hotel is a building where the rooms are on the inside. Which one comes with like the stiffest pillows? Probably modals. I like those full of caked in. Nope. Nope. Seams. Nope. All right. This is the victim that was found. Can you describe this woman? Oh, she looks like she's a mom. Is that her child there? That is her mm-hmm. child, yeah. Um, young, maybe. 30s, maybe? Yeah, late 20s, early to mid 30s. Blondish hair. Does she look like she's a prostitute? I don't think that's a fair question. <laughs> that's a leading question. So I would say from that photo, I would not have made an, that assumption. No, I would not have either. What about this one? More of her a model. Her hair looks totally different there. She's a model. I like her sideburns or whatever. It's like whatever. an 80s hairstyle. Yeah. 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 That looks like it's from a while Or back. from Zoolander. All right, yeah, that's Blue Steel. That's 35-year-old Kim Raffo, R-A-F-F-O. She is a mother, a wife and a mother of two. She lives in Florida or lived in Florida. She's 35 years old, born in Brooklyn, moved to Florida. And that's when she, in Florida, went from a PTA mom, Girl Scout volunteer, the community, one of the community, you know, the soccer moms, mm-hmm. like very highly involved in her children's education and everything else. She picked up a small drug habit and... That drug habit increased and she ended up in Atlantic City, where a lot of drug addicts who want to find cheap and easy hits of whatever their drug is will go because that's where it's cheap. Mm. So Atlantic City, I've never been, but this part of town, especially where I'm going to show you what I'm going to show you, what they call the track. It's like two streets. That's where all the prostitutes and drug addicts hang out and walk. It goes hand in hand. So she picks up a small drug habit doing basic cocaine, and that turns into something a bigger. I would imagine like an eight ball. She started with cocaine, which is, you know, I mean, dude, I've done cocaine. I'm not like doing meth. So I'm imagining she got cocaine mixed with heroin, which got her addicted. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And that's when she ended up in Atlantic City. So she basically dropped everything, a PTA mom, dropping everything and moved to Atlantic City just to chase that high. Mm. She left her kids and her husband behind. Yeah, yeah, she left her kids and her husband. Kim was just this wonderful person who got hooked up with drugs and never turned back. Raffo's husband, Hugh Alsander, told me, I tried repeatedly to save her, pick her up and take her out of there. But she always went back to Atlantic City. 
So her passion was cooking and she she started cooking school and she was doing really well. But however, there was a a young student in there that was alongside of her, a male interest. She started having an extramarital affair, affair with this man and this man introduced her to to cocaine and heroin. Anyway, she was found behind the Golden Key Motel. She was dressed in a Hard Rock Cafe tank top, jeans, no shoes, and no socks. And she's found in the drainage ditch, lying face down in runoff water filled with fecal matter and chemical waste. Now, her head is facing east towards Atlantic City, which is going to become important here in a second. She was she was strangled with a rope, and she had a high level high level of cocaine in her system. She was found about 28 hours after her murder, and the the actual back door of that motel that's now torn down, the back door leads directly in a straight line to where her body was found by these women. All right, what do you guys think of this? Sad. She was a prostitute. She was trying to chase that high, and that's all she cared about, and she ended up meeting the wrong guy. There's a lot of women that go through the story. We've done, like, literally half of our true crime stories involve these type of women, right? But I want to say the true crime author in this book talks a lot about that. So we're going to kind of reference it because his sister-in-law was also a sex worker addicted to drugs. So he knows a lot about that lifestyle because his brother was addicted to drugs and obviously his brother's wife, you know. So in this book. The author actually interviews several of these prostitutes trying to get a good idea of what is going on. And this is like one of the first interviews that he would do. Looking at this woman, sizing up her life, I was brought to tears. Like many of the women along the track in Atlantic City, she has children, some of whom she hasn't seen in years. There is pain there, recognizable in her eyes that runs so deep that no drug can numb its throbbing ache. I'm convinced it is why she cuts herself and cutters are screaming for help. So that's that's terrible, right? You have a mother turned prostitute found in a drainage ditch. That's terrible. So back to the police. They're they're documenting the body and it's just two of them out there. You know, they're calling the homicide detective because she was strangled. She had a rope around her neck. They're also calling the coroner to do a profile on the body. And then the the young sergeant patrolman looks over and about 60 yards away, uh, he sees something that catches his attention and he sees basically another body. Oh, no. And the body is of this woman right here. She's got to be like, what, 23, 24? She's, she looks young, yeah. She's 20. But if you want to describe her. uh, She's got like blondish hair. It's pulled back on this photo. She's smiling in the photo. I can't tell if it's meant to be a, is it a mugshot? I think that is a mugshot, yeah. That's, I think it is a mugshot. I mean, shot. you can tell she's young. So 20, right. yeah. 20 seems about right. So the sergeant looks over and literally another body right there about 60 yards away. And this body is lying face down in runoff water filled with fecal matter and chemical waste 60 yards away, right in the same drainage ditch. What? That's weird, isn't it? Not a coincidence. How do you know that? Is it just a popular spot for random people to dump bodies? No. Even if it was just a popular spot, I don't think it would make it a coincidence that there are multiple bodies there. It means that they're either one or multiple people know about this place to dump bodies. So you're going to find bodies there. Was the age of the bodies around the same, like the decomposition? Like where they killed around the same time. She was killed. That's a good question. She was killed one week prior to, to the Raffo murder. Okay. Yeah. So one week prior. That's Tracy Ann Roberts, 23, from Newcastle, Delaware. She worked on the track, which is South Tennessee Avenue in Pacific, trying to find that next hit. She was working, selling her body, and she was found wearing a red hooded sweatshirt and black bra. Toxicology detected a lethal dose of cocaine, but I also want to put in there that lethal dose of cocaine or whatever drug really depends on your tolerance level, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there was actually no sexual assault done to her or Kim Raffo. Is it a moth? No, I think it was the fly that I just flicked. It came back me with a vengeance. You take a shower once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) He knows that was mean. I showered this morning. This is a a lighter story than one last. (laughs) So, so light. I don't 
know. The, the other, other one ended up being a happy ending. So, you know. I mean, as happy as you can get. Yeah. Yeah. Still sad. It was sad, but I well, like. This is definitely a more lighter case. I had to take a kind of a break. Lighter, but yet there's not a survivor that we're talking about. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know Ow. if I would call that lighter, you know? Jen, I think you've had enough. My ankle. <laughs> My ankle. I'm just trying uh, to pop my ankle in it. Art says they have a sign that says dump bodies here. There you go. Tracy Ann Roberts, 23, from Delaware. She was also working on the track, chasing that next high. She was found wearing red hooded sweatshirt and a black bra. And this is a little bit about her. Everybody that knew her said that she was really nice, pretty young person that had her whole future ahead of her, remarked police captain John DeAngelis. Here's where both bodies are found right here. And the other one was about 60 yards apart. Now, it's interesting about these bodies. Both of them, they had their clothes on minus the shoes. Neither one of them had shoes or socks on. Both bodies were strangled. Both bodies were, their heads were facing east towards Atlantic City. Kind of weird, right? Yeah, both facing east. Yeah, why is that? Patrolman John DeFazio, he knew it was going to be a long day. They got two women here. The coroner's got to do his report, all of this stuff. He's got to go back and do this paper paperwork on these two bodies, and it's just going to be a hell of a day. But that's not why he knew it was going to be such a long day. The reason he knew it was going to be such a long day is because 60 yards away from the second body was a third. Official serial killer, ding, ding, ding. Unless it's not the same killer. Most likely, yes, but it's just, like Art said, place to dump bodies. Barbara Breedor, she was found not even 60 yards away from the second victim. Her date of death was a week before the second one. Oh. So now it's looking like- A series. One every week. Is this a Saturday night thing for said killer? You just lay him out right there in the drainage ditch. She also had large quantities of heroin in, in, in her system. Now, she's a little different because she's 42, so she'll be the oldest oldest of, of the three, right? She started from a great family. She just got mixed up in drugs. She actually ran her family's boardwalk jewelry store for a while, but had to moonlight as a cocktail waitress, and that's when she was introduced to, to cocaine, and that's when she got addicted. But her sisters remember happier times that she was, quote, raised in a very stable, loving home. But things changed with the sudden death of her father. And then she tries to pick up her life pieces. She actually gets accepted to Penn State University, Mm. but she fell out of her classes and started waitressing and became a mother. And that's eventually, like all these stories, she ended up in Atlantic City selling her body for drugs. She had been dead for two weeks and she was wearing a blue blue jeans, long sleeve zipper shirt. And what was she what was on her feet? Barefoot. Nothing. Nothing. No socks, no shoes. And her body was facing her head to the east. Her body was facing east towards Atlantic City. That's what I said. Right, does anyone out there want to? That's what I said. Does anyone it out, was. Does anyone out there want to make uh, some assumptions of? Uh, all right. So we okay. got a serial right. killer. A serial killer. Who has a shoe fetish. Okay. Shoe fetish. That's one. So a Jerry Brudos type uh-huh, of thing. Uh-huh. What else you got? You uh, already said- He had mommy issues. You already said- Because oh, he was killing pro- prostitutes. So he has mommy issues? Yeah. He's got a problem with women. I got mommy issues. I'm but- glad that you also don't kill <laughs> prostitutes, but you know, <laughs> I believe there's some mommy issues here. Um, all of, So I think that maybe this person was- you know, having sex with the sex workers in that, like, as the sun was rising. This was a Saturday night or I mean, as the sun was setting. Mm-hmm. Facing the mm. sun. It has something to do with the sun direction. He's poetic. He likes some fucking poetry. And would go, he's from, he's from mm, probably Philly. I'm going to say Philly what because it's closer. About? You asked for some assumptions. You guys are like FBI I'm profiling I'm trying to profile. Here. So I'm going to say they're from Philly because I don't think if you were living in New York, you would go to Atlantic City on your weekends. You would if you were going to go kill someone. Mm, true. Maybe. Because people from New York are not always fans of people in that from New Jersey. Mm. All right, so now you got three dead bodies. There's no shoes, no socks. And not only that, all of the women, their heads are facing east towards Atlantic City. So it is a long day. However, the sergeant looks over once more and yet another body. So here's where all the four bodies are laid out. Mm-hmm. Not very far apart. One, two, mm-hmm. And they all go. So if the photo I'm showing you is of Pretty the location line. in the in the drainage ditch. But it's actually by week. So this was the one found first. You know, 
found first. Um, Kim, she was found first. She died only 24 hours after she was killed. Mm-hmm. Or she, she was found 24 hours after she was killed. Here's the second one that died a week before Kim. This is the third one. And this is the fourth one. The most decomposed. All four bodies are facing east with their shoes and socks removed and they're in a drainage ditch. I'm sorry, no, can you, Terry? I'm not asking you guys anymore to make any guesses. <laughs> Just, that was not a good... But I want to know... What if they were? What if you're about to tell me this is a Philadelphia man? <laughs> But I just want to know why, like, um, why they thought it was a good idea to put all of their victims so close together. Are they asking to be caught because they need help? They need help? It's, it's, what do you mean they I need help? I don't know. Help? That's a good question. What do you mean they need help? Like, why Why would they put... put- like, they want help stopping what they're doing. They can't stop. Mm. They need help. No killer wants help stopping what they're doing. And where did you hear that? But where, why would he put all the bodies in one location? Well, maybe because he wants to revisit them and... But so close together, like... Remark his, over his work. Look, admire his work. They're only a week apart each. He could go down there and no one's down there ever. Plus, who's going to look in a drainage ditch? Somebody eventually did. And he's got them lined up. I was hoping you guys kind of saw that. He's got them lined up almost perfectly. Yeah, Looks like that. And except the first one is farther away than the mm. other three. You would have made him a little closer, Jen. Is that what you're well, saying? Well, no, it's not like no, evenly not, spaced. Right, if the that's first what he one was is going the for. first one is like in the her. But uh, they're they're not evenly spaced. But it's pretty good, right? Because, yes, totally. Yeah, because it's I mean, a straight line. He didn't have like a damn measuring a stick. measuring stick, but he did a pretty good damn good job. So which way <laughs> is so? Are they facing this way or this way? Which way is east? I showed you which way is east. So, so their heads are facing the motel over here. The motel. Okay, yeah. I got it. So, so this is all four of them right here that were found. One, two, three, four. And then it just abruptly stopped. So it probably stopped because obviously one was found. But he probably would have kept going, I'd imagine, and just kind of filled up this whole line here. Um, Could this killer be associated with a specific religion? Did you come up with that yourself? Yes. Mm-hmm. Brittany's theory is serial killer pimp, which I do think is a good guess. Because if they if they take the shoes off, and wouldn't they like which religion is it? Where they take their shoes off and then they had they face towards? Oh my god, Jen! It's the it's the second biggest religion in the world. Is it Muslim or Arab? You're looking at me as Judaism. I don't know. It's not Judaism. It's, it's Islam. Islam. Okay. Arab. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know the right term. That's why I didn't say it at first. I didn't want to be insensitive. Good guess, though. You did. You did get it. Apparently, no. No, he. No, he was making fun of me because I didn't say the name correctly. No, I'm not making fun of you. If you practice Islam, then five times a day you pray and you face. You put your your prayer mat down and you pray facing east, which is towards the sun. Mecca. <laughs> the sun. What if the sun the sun goes west though, Jen? So if they pray all day, eventually they'll be praying towards the moon. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna <laughs> stop talking. Oh my god, I'm going to get canceled if I haven't already been. You know what? <laughs> it's okay to be incorrect. Yeah. You're not trying to be no, insulting. I'm not trying. No, I'm not I trying know. to be. You're not it's okay. People are insulted. It, I like, <laughs> see, sure, I'm trying to make you feel better. This is America. If anyone actually knows anything about another country, it's a miracle. But we, have, we have Islamic people in America, though. Yeah, so well, that doesn't mean, it's not, it, it's not your religion, so it's not, like, don't be hard on yourself if you don't know all the details of somebody else's. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, Christianity is hu- the one that matters. You're a human being, Jen. You're a human being. You can get things wrong. You can be confused about where South Africa is versus Africa. Like, shit happens. It's okay. I think the Christians and the Muslims should just fucking go at it. Let's not. All out war. See, there you go. There's the... There's the... <laughs> That may be a little bit more on the problematic side, but that's fine. Anyway. No, it's all right. I only know because I was there and I had to hear that fucking bell five fucking times a day. Yeah. Five fucking times a day. It was annoying. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So, you know, a lot of prisoners are also Muslim, practice Islam. That's what they call prison religion. Mm. So that's another. It's not a prison Christian too. Huh? Why are they prison prison Christian religion? Because when you get in prison, you become really religious. Like David, David Berkowitz. Oh, He's yeah. like super religious well, <laughs> because there's oh, nothing yeah. else to do. I forgot about that. But, yeah. But, oh, but you mean like they because they find they find something to keep them occupied with their time. And yeah, exactly. It may not necessarily be. And to like maybe make them feel better about themselves for what they did because they're going to. Yeah, like Chris think, Watts. Yeah, that's exactly what I was Like thinking. Jesus has already forgiven Chris Watts, so he's good. Just let him out. Just... <clears throat> 
Let's let him out. Let's just sweep this one under the rug. Four bodies are found. Police, they go through the bodies. One was strangled. One died of asphyxia. Just like the same thing. I don't know why they have, like the autopsy report says one strangled, one died of asphyxia. I think hmm. one was one was strangled with the cord still on. The other one was uh, strangled with their hands from what I've seen. And two were too badly decomposed to tell. Now, this is where I saw police in their press releases started putting out stuff like, well, you know, they all had a lethal dose of this, that, and the other in their system. So could it have been possible that, you know, these last two, for instance, we can't even tell how they died. They're so decomposed. We can't tell if they're strangled or not. They're basically skeletons. Couldn't they just have to, or couldn't they just have been walking down there and overdosed and then died and with no shoes on and been pointed (laughs) east? I mean, technically they could have, right? You can't tell how they died. Mm -hmm. Tonight we're reading from the book, um, The Eastbound Strangler, this is from William M. Phelps, and in this book, he he actually interviews a lot of the prostitutes in the area years after this happened because it's still really well known in the area. This this killer has never been found. He, he's killed four, and then he stops. And as I'll show you in a little bit, most likely... He just went up north a little bit because we have four bodies up north in Long Island that are remarka- ah. remarkably similar hmm. to this to this span of murders here. And okay. those also have never been solved. So we don't know how many this guy has killed or even who he is. Oh, this is not solved at this point in the story. I don't like that. What do you mean don't like that? You're not a drug addicted prostitute in Atlantic City. No, I don't like the fact that there's a serial killer on the loose, period. There's like literally hundreds of serial killers. We've walked past serial killers. I'm sure we have. You guys have walked past me like what? how many times? (laughs) You don't fear this guy yourself, I asked. I mean, there's a serial killer out there who hasn't been caught. He won't stop. He cannot stop. That doesn't scare you as your work as you work the streets. More tears. She looked away, collected herself, then looked me straight in the eye. Fear. I don't have fear anymore. I don't know what that is. When you lose your sense of fear, I thought you're finished. So mm. she also gave him a really smart remark, which is actually a really good. Uh, if you find yourself in this situation where you're selling your body for drugs can remember this if a john pulls up to you wanting sex look in his car if he has either a baby seat a tie wearing a tie or if he's wearing a wedding ring it means either two things number one he's not going to hurt you you know what the next one is he could strangle you with his tie she's saying that it's a family man baby seat Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. wedding ring tie the first one he's not going to hurt you because he's got a wife second one is he'll be quick well, I would say, though, just because someone has a <laughs> wife doesn't mean he's not going to hurt a sex worker. I I think that's... I'm literally telling you what this girl had said. I know, but I mean, I'm just she saying. Is, she has done this a lot longer than, than any... I mean, she's probably done she's, this for like 10 years. She's unnamed, but... It's it's a it's a quick way for them to assess the risk. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. He'll be quick and he won't hurt you. That's what she says. Hmm. All right, I know this story's kind of light. I mean, light as in four <laughs> dead fucking bodies in the drainage ditch. I don't know if I would to describe it as light. From the true crime author William M. Phelps, each female has been left along the slight bank formed along the drainage ditch just outside Atlantic City, with her head facing toward the city. Each was fully clothed, except. For shoes and socks. So the Atlantic County prosecutor James McLean said that, quote, from the facts gathered during the investigation, it could have been a local person or it could have been a transient. I told you at the beginning that the author of this book is from the area and he says that no one would know this area unless they're from there. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's mark that one off. They're they're from there, they're from this area, or they know this area well. Okay. To know that this drainage ditch is Even back there. here. Yeah. Not only that, these ladies aren't working down the street. There's no business down there. Which, right. Which, they have to be moved. They have to be moved, which means either... They were moved willingly. Hey, let's go. I got a hotel mm-hmm. room at you know the Golden Key. Let's go party, do drugs. And they accept and they ride all the way out here. Or were they killed and then moved with a truck? If that is the case, that they were killed elsewhere and moved here, it puts a good point towards the fact that they were all strangled. Because if you strangle someone, you're not going to get blood in your car, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a you know point for mm-hmm. that one, I guess. Mm-hmm. 200,000 man hours on this case. Police man hours. Between 2006 and 2011, 200,000 man hours. (laughs) 
nothing. And <laughs> they haven't caught him. No, they have no idea who it is. I will say, I did look up, during this time when this murder first started happening, the Democratic convention was taking place. Ah. So, I don't know. A lot know. of people in town. Maybe a Democrat. Yeah, but still how, I, it, you, you said they would have to know the area well. Yeah, that is you true. You know, so even, they may have taken advantage of like a, a lot of people in an, air, uh, in an area at, a, at the same time, but if no one's going to know where that drainage ditch is. But can, I will, can I go back to my Islamic theory? Yep. That, that is a good theory. They they did arrest a Muslim man. Maybe, but I would say that maybe, maybe it wasn't someone who practices Islam and they were trying to pin it on the Islamic population. Oh, interesting. Like a right like wing. meant to be f- a right winger. Framed or something. I will say what I did learn about this case, I didn't know before. I mean, I did know, but not really. So the Democratic convention was big, right? Brings a lot of people. When a big event happens like that, that's when all the ladies come out because they know and they start walking. That's when you you have a lot of them available. That right. makes sense, especially with high high profile politicians who are more likely to participate in their those activities away from home. Yeah, they got to do it somewhere where it's not you know stormy. <laughs> that was good, John. That was very good. Touche. Cheers to you. <laughs> I have to show you a video later. I hate all them fucking politicians. Uh, no one is safe from us. You know, you can be the Clintons. Another point of strangling. All right, here's some, and we've done cases with strangling before. The reason a lot of these killers want to strangle a victim as opposed to killing them with a knife or something is not only because it's up close and personal like we think. It is up close and personal. It's messy. No, I'm talking about strangling. Oh, it's not messy. But you have this guy. All right, let's say this guy. (laughs) What the fuck? And no blood. You said that earlier. It could be, it could have, maybe the first one was accidental. Ooh, lost control. Was into, you know, let's say this, something. Let's say this guy has a foot fetish, all right? Okay. He likes the feet. That would make him more likely to have other traits, sexual deviances, I would imagine. So if he's strangling someone and he doesn't worry about getting blood, he just wants to strangle them to be up close and personal. What's, what is also like the best thing about strangling someone like during it for a killer? You get to see the life go out of someone's eyes. Not, yeah, that, that is good. Depressing. Yep. That's good for a killer, but not only that, but you can, you can throttle that. You can control at which speed they die. You can see that life going out and then let them, let them, oh. Oh, that was Jesus. close. We have been doing this for way too fucking long. The life is going out. Stop. Oh. Stop, 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 stop. Back and forth, back and forth. You can basically relive the murder over and over and over. And the reason I'm saying that, that this might be the case, is because why? Because the shoes aren't there. So he has a trophy. So if he's got a trophy, if he's bringing a trophy, the shoes, we know he's revisiting the crime in his mind. Okay. Which if he's choking someone, strangling them to death, he's basically revisiting that murder as it happens because they're almost going to die. And then he brings them back. Then they're almost going to die and brings them back. He's basically reliving that in the moment. Pretty crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. So is anyone still watching this shit? Yeah. Oh, they did. They did arrest a Islamic man. Basically for the media. They never make it, released make it this. seem like they made some progress. Okay, so number one, the Islamic thing. Yeah, all right. The heads facing east, that's what you think about, right? You facing towards Mecca. Because in Islam, you pray. You not, you not only pray that way, but you also bury your dead that way. Mm-hmm. All right. And and Islamic burials are very important. Like it has to be has to be within like three days of their death and things like that. You have to bury an Islamic person. Yes. That's why um, Osama bin Laden being thrown off the boat was the ultimate fuck you. They threw him off the boat? Fuck yeah. Yeah, he was thrown overboard. Yeah. I yeah, didn't he know was that. Buried at sea. He was buried at sea, is, was the he phrase. He was thrown off the boat. Yeah. He yeah, was because, thrown off the boat. Yeah. So he would, his soul would never be at risk. It was the ultimate fuck you. So the the final victim, I don't know if we talked about her. Molly Jean Diltz, she hit rock bottom. She was 20 years old. Chubby cheek, perpetually smiling young girl with dark hair and a cheery manner. She was also a mother and she went downhill when her mother died of heart failure and then her brother unalived himself. And she tried her life as a fast food cook, but then she started doing drugs and ultimately started hooking. And she died a month before she was found. 
Uh, from the Eastbound Strangler by author William M. Phelps, I mucked around that drainage ditch and along the service road getting wet with hundreds of ticks stuck to my jeans like prickers, not to mention snuggled clingingly to my arm hair snooping around. I was looking for some sort of reason other than the obvious as to why these girls could have been placed there specifically and why if Molly had indeed been there a month. No one had seen her or any of the others in all that time. Yeah. So here's all right. Let's address this East thing right quick. This pointing East. As I said, in the Islamic religion, you pray to the East towards Mecca. You also bury your dead. Mm -hmm. But these girls aren't Islamic. You know, they don't practice right. Islam. They're not Muslims. So why would why would a, a Muslim do that to random you know hookers? I, he felt guilty. I mean, I don't know. You tell me. It's just it it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I I would think the fact is that he's trying to frame someone, like Jen said. Yeah, yeah, that is, was a good point. But then again, if you're gonna like, all right, let's say the first one was an accident, and he goes out there and he puts her that way. Like, did he think of that? I mean, all right, so so you he, maybe he didn't mean to kill the first one, so he's just gonna put her there. Is he gonna consciously put her head to the east? Like, oh, oh, when I kill three more, I'll do the same and then maybe look like, I mean, that mm. just doesn't make sense to me. Brittany has a good point. They weren't really buried either. And serial killers also like patterns. Yeah. So maybe it was more like an OCD thing that that's where the first person was like mm. put down. He didn't want them to like just look like they were thrown there. And that just happens to be the way that he put them down. I mean, it, it, this was in 2006, right? So this was a a height of activity in the Middle East, too. So, like, I think I think your your framing point holds weight. I know, but that means he would have to do the first murder and think of that. Correct. Correct. Because if he if if he was all right, let's say he just did one. That theory goes out the wayside because if it's just one body facing east like they're not going to make a connection that oh a muslim man did this like you know, it's just one body mm -hmm. but now since they're all now facing a pattern exactly. it also could be one person who just happened to lay the body there and then it could be a copycat mm, i think that's too much of a coincidence yeah but or a coincidence or um like Shit, what's the word I'm looking for? Or just serendipitous? Someone, yeah, serendipitous for the next person. Bombastic? Bombastic. It's a fantastic. Good shaggy song. From CBS News. In fact, it turned out that all four victims were methodically positioned in, in the same bizarre manner, all facing east with no shoes on, no purse, no cell phone, no personal belongings. Captain John DeAngelis explains, it appears that these women were just killed for the sake of being killed. So there's a theory that was brought to light by Mr. Phelps, the author of this, when he interviewed a homicide detective. Hmm. and about the bodies facing east. Okay. And I wouldn't think of this. Okay. So this is the uh, drainage ditch right here. So this is the theory. So they were found here. Their heads were going towards this hotel. Which, all right, if you were in the hotel and you're dragging a dead body, you're dragging it with the head facing west because you're most likely dragging her with her arms. Mm -hmm. Not that I know from personal experience. But when you, when you drag someone, it's a lot easier to drag her with her arms stretched out. You know, okay. and then your back gets tired right. and you got to take a break from the Eastbound Strangler by author William M. Phelps. The no shoes, no socks evidence is not, I am certain, a coincidence. But as far as all the girls heads facing east and that being some sort of ritualistic message, I am more inclined to believe, based on what law enforcement told me, that this is nothing more than a result of the tide and the water current flowing out with the ebb and flow of the water table, pushing all of their heads in the same direction. Ah, that so it's no things. coincidence on that at all. I mean, it is, but it like had nothing to do with the way the bodies were actually positioned. I know, way. right? So That's the water. Interesting. I know. Hmm. All right. So, so like the whole Islamic path, scrap the whole thing. Irrelevant. Well, scrap the whole thing. All right. Let's release this Muslim from uh, prison because we don't actually Still have in prison. No, no, no. He's uh, he was out. His name was never released. Oh, they just God. literally arrested like a random Muslim guy. Just just <laughs> seem like they made progress. <laughs> like you said, it was the height Ooh. of the <laughs> Well, it sounded good until that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a great point. I wouldn't have thought of with the tide thing. Mm. So... But shit, that's awful that somebody actually ended up getting arrested for that. Yeah. I think people see patterns that aren't really there. 
you know i mean people look I, for patterns it is, it, i mean it is real but like you're assuming that serial killers are all like hannibal lecter high iq yes and that is not the case dude that most is such of them a are, great point most of them are dirt dumb like my you know my me and my family literally <laughs> are you trying to tell me you're, that you're, you and your family are serial killers now here's a good suspect that they did arrest at one point and if you want to describe this guy this guy's name is terry olson and he has been the primary suspect the entire time even up till today i can get his photo here this is uh him right here and uh as his shirt uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn you would do something like that as, <laughs> his, as his shirt says off the hook but he was actually on the hook for six months mm. he sat in prison for six months <laughs> while they built a case wow and then he was let go because they didn't have any evidence ah <gasps> <laughs> well, why did they think it was uh, this guy? I don't know, man. Maybe uh, maybe I should have researched that. So maybe. anyway, what do you guys think about that? I'm just kidding. I, All right. This guy was. a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're funny. This guy, Terry Olson, is the prime suspect. And even though now he's very outspoken about being in prison while they built this case, he was basically held for ransom, what his attorney will say. But he actually worked at that hotel. Hmm. At the he, modal? At the Golden Key Hotel. Ah. He was a maintenance man. And basically what that meant was, hey, I'll do some odd jobs for room and board. And a lot of these women go and party in those rooms. And he would later say he didn't know any of them. But I did see at one point he said that occasionally he, quote, helped them out. But hmm. now you're saying, now this guy. With drugs, you mean? I don't so know. What he just he said by that. that With money, probably. Now, this guy who was living in the hotel, he was actually living in the room where the first body was found. You remember how I said if you open the door and literally walk a straight line back? Yeah. And 60 yards, you can put the body there. So all he has to do is drag the body straight out of his room. Mm. But why would he? Like, I mean, who's going to do that? You know, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean he didn't do it. I don't know. Now, they arrested him. However, they didn't have any evidence. The reason that they pointed him out is because he actually contacted the police after the first body was found because he said and he went up to the roof and showed them that there was a, a shoe, a lady's shoe from one of the girls thrown on the roof. So he's the one that contacted the police and said, hey, this might help in your investigation. All of a sudden, now he's prime suspect number one. Hmm. Now, I don't know if the validity of this or not, uh, according to his attorney, he was framed. According to him, he was framed. According to the police, it was legit. But a search warrant was issued after he was arrested, which I believe was kind of gray lined because... As I said, they didn't have any evidence. Right. Mm -hmm. It was all speculation. Now, the police did a search mm -hmm. on his apartment and he was he was in the process of being kicked out of his apartment and living in this hotel full time. Mm -hmm. And they found a DVD, a recording, home recording that he made of his girlfriend's daughter, which is 15 years old, like in the shower. So it was like one of those hidden camera things. He said, I know he says that the girlfriend set him up, but I can't, I can't picture the mom taking a footage of her 15 year old. I mean, set up her boyfriend yeah. for yeah, what purpose I, yeah, to extort him for money he doesn't have. So I, I mean, I, I honestly think he kind of belonged in prison. Anyway, the hidden video camera, they found that and that's how they held him in prison so long. His attorney said that the they put a bond limit of $100,000, the bail, and that was ransom, basically. And they tried to develop this case, which never happened. And the police say he was never considered a suspect, but then why do you put him in prison for six months? Eventually, they did do his DNA and everything else. None of it matched. Apparently, he really did not spend any time with any of these women. Hmm. Interesting. All right. So that's a yeah. dead end. So the one last source I have about this murder, a potential suspect, which we don't know who it is, was a an interview with another local sex worker. This was done by the author. And I'm just going to read this. She said she had been in the hotel that night that Kim and the other two girls were were murdered. Now, this woman has never released her name, but there is a video of her doing this interview. And she says that it was two black guys and one white guy. They were in the CD motel room. They were all getting high on different drugs. And this white guy was, quote, sketchy and weird and acting strange. She looked over and she saw on the bed of the CD hotel room 
two heads of hair sticking out of the, the sheet on the bed. She thought they were just comatose from drugs. Anyway, this unnamed prostitute goes asleep, passes out. She's in her own drug comatose, wakes up. Those bodies are still there. Later on, after the bodies were found, she thinks about it and, and decides in her mind that those were the same women. All she could see is the hair. The hair matched. Mm. She thinks that those women were already dead under the sheets in that room that she was partying in. Interesting. So, hmm. however, she won't actually come out with her name and anything because she's scared of the retaliation. Yeah. But they apparently do know the suspects as two black men and one white, one white guy. However, this was only four murders here and then the mm. one in Long Island, you know. Anyway, she says, quote, they were still lying on their backs and they had a sheet covering them the whole time they were there. They never moved and only their hair was sticking out. And that's when she believed that there were two of the women that were found. The white guy talked about that, how he wanted to massage her feet in exchange for drugs. Oh, that's weird. And she decided to leave and go to another motel. But one of the guys stayed behind because, quote, I need to take care of something. So, I don't know. Interesting. That, and that's the case. That's all we got. Hmm. Wow. I know it's kind of light today, but, you know. That's crazy. It hasn't been solved, especially if there may be other, like, patterns not terribly far away. Right. A couple months later, there were more bodies found up north in Long Island, and they think it's the same killer. He just got scared after that body was found, and then he moved up north or whatever. So, I don't know. Obviously, these cases, they don't really hit home because, you know, these are these are women of the night, street walkers. There's like drugs related to it. There's so it drugs feels, related to it. Feels a little, little Occupational hazard. I mean. Still sad, though. It's still like, I mean, no, you know, I get that no they've got problems, it. but nobody deserves to die. Yeah. But that's also why you're never going to see it solved. Really. Mm, it's a good, but, but unfortunate point. Yeah. Plus, I mean. Were the ones in Long Island also prostitutes that were murdered? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And in fact, I want to bring one point up. Um, there is a connection between the girls. Really? The, oh. The last body, Kim, the one we started with, she was really good friends with the first body found up there. Hmm. So there is a connection there. Interesting. So they think that Coincidence maybe or connection? I don't know. I mean, they think that, that um, a lot of times these girls will- you know, if a John's like, hey, you know, I've been doing you for a while. Do you have any references to other girls? They can, you know, kind of like pass them along to their friends type of thing. Interesting. Yeah. I would not have guessed that that's a thing. No, I Brittany mean. goes, it was the pimp. <laughs> so could, it could be. Dude, Good I point. didn't see that they had pimps up there, man. I, mm. I don't I don't know if they do. And, I don't know. I mean, because it no seemed idea. like in this story, they were just walking around the streets. I don't know, though. I want to do something light. I know that was real light. And we got those two requests coming up that we're going to do. And I also, like, literally did a whole freaking research thing on this gangster. And I don't know how I'm going to present the story because I don't know if it's real. Well, you can compare notes with your second book that you're yeah. going to read on it, apparently. And that was super annoying. And it literally took yeah, up, like, I'm sorry. a lot of the weeks. So. It's okay. We'll, we'll make it up. Was it a good Tuesday. story at least? It's a great story. Well, at least we you enjoyed it. We can't wait to hear it. Oh, dude, I can't wait to tell it. Anyway, um, we're going to be back on on Tuesday for you guys. And like I said, I have two stories. Brittany's story, I'm going to get done. And I also have another story, which I interviewed one of our good friends for who knew a, a killer. So we're going to do that one as, as well. And that's it for today. So we'll see you guys as Primo's back on Tuesday, right? Sounds good. So that's all I got. Anything else? That's right. it. Well, until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.